Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from a midweek service with Peter Howell in a message that he's entitled Positioning. If you haven't followed us on Instagram or Facebook, follow us at PC Paramount. Also, be sure to check out our website at PraiseChapelParamount.com. Loaded with information and resources. Check it out. Enjoy this message. Good evening, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Are you guys excited? You guys have a good Thanksgiving? I'm more comfortable when the audience talks to me, so I just get to, I get a little uh, antsy before I get up here. But uh, um, I'm, I'm like Omar said, I'm excited for what God's doing here. All the all the people that are, that are coming in, everyone that's getting blessed. And and tonight, I basically just wanted to share uh, kind of a scripture and a testimony about my life, what I've done, uh, and what God's done in me uh, to help me basically strengthen my faith and and move forward for God. Um, I would like to say um, one thing I am thankful for is my beautiful wife Danielle Howell. Uh, she's in the back right there. I just want to tell you, honey, uh, your life has a big impact on me like you wouldn't believe. Um, and because of your faithfulness to God and uh, your commitment to God, um, I'm a better person. And it's helped me grow as well. Uh, you have no idea how much it helped me grow. And uh, just to let you guys know, I do want to share this. Me and my wife, when we first met, it wasn't love at first sight. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I came in broken. I came in messed up. She was a leader. Uh, and some things you guys don't know about my wife is uh, she can play the guitar. And she used to be on, uh, play the guitar for, the, uh, for our connect group. And um, when I got saved, God cleaned me up. And uh, I kind of got ahead of God, you, you know. And um, um, I'm going to share an embarrassing moment. I hope my wife doesn't get upset with me. But uh, uh, none of you guys really don't know about this. Uh, but um, we come from another church. And uh, when I first got saved, um, I, I, I maneuvered myself to her connect group. You guys want to talk? I used to, I used to be single. I used to be single, okay? So I was young one time. So I ended up making it to, into her connect group. And I talked to her brother-in-law. And her brother-in-law said, yeah, she plays guitar. And I think she wants a new guitar. So um, me trying to put the moves and, and impress her and, and trying to, try to get into the friend zone, uh, I, I uh, wanted to surprise her in connect group with the guitar. And um, I waited till after the, 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 the service was done and, and I, I went to the car and I came back and I was like, I was like, hey, Maui, I got you a, a guitar. And she was like, I don't want a guitar. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, this is in front of the whole connect group. There's like 15 people there. And, and, and I'm holding on to the guitar like, what do you mean you don't want a guitar? And then her brother-in-law that told me she wanted a guitar started laughing so loud. I like turned and was like, dude, like you set me up, you know? And, and by the time I turned around, by the time I turned around, my wife was already, um, at the time she was, she was single, she was already out the door. And I was like, where did she go? And I was like, so are you going to get the guitar or not? No. <laughs> Very embarrassing moment. Uh, and, and yeah, just, just imagine that. Um, and imagine going to church on Sunday after that, right? Like, oh man. You walk in and then the worship leader's like, hey, I got a guitar, bro. You know? <laughs> Your laughter gets me comfortable, okay? So, so this is an honest, it's a true story that, that actually happened. And um, two reasons why I'm telling you that story is, one, if you're not in a connect group, get involved in one because you're missing out, all right? And two, uh, the decisions that she made actually helped me grow. Um, I, uh, I, I thought I would never have a chance with my wife. After that, you know, I, was, I went up to the front of the line and went straight to the back. <laughs> but I will tell you this, there was a lot of men wanting to give her a guitar. I'll say that, amen? So I, I was competing with a lot of people. So some people were clapping me on like, good try, you know, I'm, I'm going to go up next. But, but, but no, 
Here's what I mean. After that happened, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see nobody. And I just went to church and I went right in the front and I took notes. Imagine me coming in 90 degrees weather, with a hoodie, a beanie on, sunglasses, walking in, like trying not to get recognized, you know? But it was something that I needed to happen in my life because, because of that, because of my wife's stance to, to, to God and her ministry and her being a leader to all the other women in the church, um, it kind of put me in a perspective where I just need to focus on God. You know, and, and I wouldn't be the man that I am today and I wouldn't be where I'm at today uh, if my wife didn't make that stand and, and, and basically uh, cut me out, right? Her nickname is Maui, but at that moment, it was Owie to me. <laughs> I love you, honey bunny. But hey, look at me now, right? Praise God. Those that are last shall be first, right? But I wanted to talk to you guys about that because there's a lot of single people in here and there's a lot of people that may have a lot of distractions. And, and um, you know, I was positioned, you know, I've been reading the Disciples Call, uh, Pastor Omar's book. It's a great book. I encourage you guys to buy it and read it again if you already have it. But he talks about positioning yourself. See, I was physically positioned in the church and I, was, I, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was excited. Um, you know, God cleaned me up. I was sober. Uh, but physically, I was there. But spiritually and, and mentally, I was trying to get, you know, my wife to notice me, right? So I wasn't really focusing on God's word. But after that moment, because of my embarrassment, I would walk in church, keep my head down, just focus and sit in the front and just listen to everything that God had for me. Amen. And, and because of that distraction, because of that embarrassment, it actually helped me grow. Um, it helped me grow in my discipleship because um, one thing, I started believing in what, what, what the, the message, what God's word was telling me, that you can be used, that God has a purpose in your life, that you, you, you're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. You're no longer the old man. You're a new creation. Uh, stop living by the, the, by the way the world titles you as a, as a drug addict, an alcoholic, but you are, you are now a man of God. You're a man of valor. You know, uh, I can use you in my kingdom and, and you're a light. You know, you, you can shine in people's lives and you can be used. I started listening to those words and it really helped impact my life and it helped me grow to the point where um, I was starting to be used more. I was asked to be an usher. And I'm going to tell you, when I first came into the church, I said, I don't even know what an usher is, but I don't want to do it. Uh, you know, every ministry that I've been involved in, I've been involved with the youth ministry. I've been involved with, with my own connect, all those things. I was like, I will never do that. Shared testimonies. I'm up here sharing a message right now. And uh, I, would, I would tell myself, I'm never going to be up there. Uh, but because of my faithfulness and obedience to God and just focusing on him and starting to believe in his word, he started having an impact in my life where I was being used. Um, I was being used and a little bit of, uh, a little bit of faith helped my, uh, my, 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 um, my ministries grow, I guess, so to speak. I started being used more. And, and there was, um, in, in the beginning of the year, Pastor Omar shared a video um, about um, putting weight on people. And he talked about people will never know what they can do or what they can accomplish unless you allow to put weight on them. And I started thinking about that. And it was actually uh, January 20th. I found my notes. Um, and uh, he was talking about uh, there's so much inside of us. There's so much inside of you that God wants to use you. There's so much that, you can, that, that God can use in your life to affect not only your life, but everybody around you. And I started thinking about 
uh, my walk with God and, and, and the discipleship that I had. And every time um, that I would be used, it helped me build a little bit more confidence in God being able to use me. Because I was like, man, you know, being an usher is, you know, it is pretty simple and easy. Being able to share a testimony, it is easy. You know, being able to, to outreach and, 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 and pray for people and say the sinner's prayer, that is easy. And God just started using me and using me and using me. And, and I will say this, because my focus was on God, Somehow I was able to maneuver back to, to get in line with my wife because she was a leader at that time. And I was still a, a, a young a boy in Christ. I guess you can say she wasn't looking for a boy, right? So I had to mature, I had to grow. And, and because I was being used, I was asked to be a leader as well. So I was able to build a friendship with my wife. I was able to build a, a connection with her um, um, because we had to do ministry together. We had to help with the young people. We had to, we had to help with the with the singles. Uh, we had to help in the children's ministry. We were always working together. And because of that, uh, we, we shared a bond and eventually we got married. And now we have three beautiful kids and I love you, babe. But uh, I wanted to, I just wanted to share that because uh, I want to get into the word in Luke chapter five. I'm going to read the scripture in, um, I'm going to read Luke chapter five, one through 11. It says, on one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land and he sat and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put, put out into the deep and let your nets and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They uh, signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with, with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also was James and John and, son of, and sons of Zebedee who were partners with Simon. And Jesse said to Simon, do not be afraid for now on, you will be uh, catching men. And when they had brought their boats um, to land, they left with everything and followed him. Amen. So there's a lot going on there. And um, one of the few things I want to uh, mention is they were fishermen. They fished all night and they didn't catch anything. And they came to the shore and they said that they were washing their nets. And Jesus gets on the boat and he tells them to go back um, out into the ocean. Um, I am a fisherman, or I, I'd like to say that I am. I actually took uh, a couple of the leaders here out fishing and we fished for almost 12 hours and we caught nothing until the end. <laughs> so I know the struggle of fishing all day and night and not being able to catch anything, um, especially when you try to make it a big hype, like, oh, we're going to catch all kinds of fish. And then you go and you don't catch anything, right? So uh, I can just imagine Peter, Jesus stepping on his boat and saying, go back out. Now I do want to share this as well. When you go fishing, uh, when you catch fish, it's usually closer to shore. And the best time to fish is at night. Uh, so they fished all night. It's already daytime. And now Jesus is saying, go into the deep end. It's an area where you, you rarely can catch any fish. And he's saying to drop your nets. So one thing happened is Jesus put a demand on Peter. He was actually positioned to be where he needed to be for Jesus to step on the boat, first of all. And I want to ask you guys, 
in, in Pastor Omar's book, The Disciples Call, he talks about positioning. And he talked about, are you positioned in the right place for God to have an encounter with you? And I wanna ask you guys, what is keeping you or distracting you where you're not fully engaged in what God wants to do? Or you're not fully engaged, you're distracted. It could be uh, uh, somebody you like, it could be um, TV, it could be sports, it could be all kinds of different things. But are you positioned right now where God can step on your boat and use you? See, Peter was positioned in an area where God stepped on his boat and Jesus and him, and they had an encounter. Um, and he said, go out on the boat. So now this demand, think about it. Peter was a, a professional fisherman and he could have said, you know what, Jesus? We've been fishing all day. I'm tired, I don't wanna go out there. Now, I wanna tell you something. When you go fishing all night, all day and you come back, you have to clean all your gear. The Bible says that they were already washing their nets. When you go fishing in the sea, you get salt water on all your, on all your fishing poles, um, on your reels, and, and the salt water starts to, to eat your fish it start, or starts to eat, um, corrode your poles and everything. So you have to clean it right away. Imagine just going out, laboring all night and not catching anything. And now Jesus says, go back out there. Now, there was a big demand on Peter but he had enough faith to trust in him. He says, at your word, Lord, I will go and I will listen to you. Remember, God's word is so powerful. He can change anything in your life. So at his word, he trusted him. And a little bit of faith that Peter had to trust Jesus came back a big return. So I wanna tell you something. When you step out in faith and you trust, because he trusted Jesus, even though it wasn't working out when he went out there, you see, sometimes Jesus will step on the boat when you're empty, amen? So he was empty. Jesus stepped out on the boat when, 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 when Peter was exhausted, when he was ready to go home, when he just wanted to you know, throw in the towel and say, you know what, maybe we'll just try next week or maybe we'll try tomorrow and try to catch something. But no, there was a demand on Peter. Peter had to take his word and he had to go out there and he had to drop the net. And because of his faith in Christ Jesus, a little bit of faith, he was able to get a big catch. Now, I wanna let you know something about being a disciple. Not only do we have to have faith in Jesus and trust in him, but sometimes we have to let things go as well. You see, Jesus said, you have to come and follow me now. After catching a big, uh, uh, two nets, big two nets of fish, think about the nets of fish. That's a lot of money. I mean, if, if, if you, guys, you guys watch Tuna, uh, what is it, Wicked Tuna? They, they get $6,000 on one, one tuna, $10,000. I mean, think about it. Jesus says, leave the nets and follow me. You know, uh, th th they're, they're professional fishermen and they decided to let it all go. You know, we're gonna leave it and we're gonna follow you. I'm gonna tell you something. When you have a call on your life, Jesus will tell you to drop everything to follow me. And if you're not willing to drop everything, you're gonna have some trouble to keep up with what God wants to do, not only in your life, in your friend's life, in your home, in your family, in your marriage. So you have to be able to trust Jesus and let everything go and just follow him. Otherwise, you're just gonna be dragging around two uh, big old nets of smelly fish, amen? And it's gonna keep you from getting to where Jesus is and you're gonna fall behind, amen? So, so I, I wanted to just share that with you um, because I believe God is doing something special here. And I believe God wants to put a demand on your life like he put on Peter's life. And all he asks from you is just a little bit of faith and a little bit of trust. And as you step out and trust him, he's gonna open up the doors for you. And when that gift comes in, you're gonna, you're gonna be blessed and it's gonna encourage you to take another step out, amen? And another step out. And then it's gonna be bigger and bigger. Those that are faithful in, in the small things will be faithful in the much, amen? So it grows and grows and grows. So um, I, I just wanted to share that with you. I mean, there's so much to go on in, in, in this scripture, um, letting everything down and just trusting him, um, uh, put, putting demands on your life. Jesus wants to use you in a way uh, that you 
will not even believe. And I believe there's people right here that are doubting right now. There's people right here that are saying, how can God use me? What's my purpose? You know, I'm just, I'm just a nobody. You know, I come from the streets. You know, I just got out of prison. How can God use me? You know, I'm a drug addict. You know, I've been sober for a week. What can God do? I wanna share this with you. God is not concerned on who you are, but he's more interested on what you're gonna become. God knows that you can do a miracle in people's lives. God knows that he can do a miracle in yours. And when he demands something from you, Jesus wasn't the one that dropped the net. It was the disciples that dropped the net. It was the hands of Peter that dropped the net and the miracle took place. You see, there's a miracle that God wants to birth out of your life. There is something that God wants to do in your life and you're gonna be blown away because of your faith and trust in him. So I just wanna encourage you, all the young people, all the old, if you've been coming, if this is your first time here or, or you've been coming for, for a couple years and maybe you lost track and, and maybe you're positioned physically here, but spiritually and mentally you're somewhere else, I wanna let you know, God is right there waiting for you and he's gonna be right there ready to step on your boat, amen? You just gotta trust in him. You gotta realign where Jesus is and you gotta position yourself where he can meet you where you're at, amen? So I do have a few more scriptures to share. Are you guys enjoying this here? All right. So I was talking about purpose. You know, our purpose is in Christ Jesus. In Romans 8, 28, it says this, and we know that those who love God, all things work together for the good for those who are called according to his purpose. So I wanna tell you something. Well, how do you find your purpose? You find it by meeting Jesus. See, you were made for him and you were, you were made in him and for him, amen? So Jesus has created you. If you have a breath and a heart beating, Jesus has a purpose in your life. There is nothing that God has not created that doesn't have a purpose. There's a purpose in plants. There's a purpose in animals. There's a purpose in the stars. Everything that God has created has purpose. And if you are here today, I want you to know that God has purpose in your life. He wants to push you. He wants to take you places that, you, that you've never thought you've been able to go. So I don't know about you, but I wanna see God move in every single life here. I want you blessed. I want you, your home blessed. I want your kids blessed. I want your marriage blessed. And I, I want God to have revival here in Praise Shuffle Paramount. And I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing young people excited for God. I'm seeing people just, just wanting to know more about God. And I want to let you know, just keep on coming. Keep on moving. Even if you don't, don't understand. There was a time where I didn't understand why I was coming, but I kept on coming and God just started revealing and peeling stuff off of me. You know, he started removing things and, and I was able to see clearer. I was able to hear better. And I started to believe in the words that were being preached to me. And I wanna let you know, God has a word for you that he wants to share in your life and he wants to move like never before. So can I get the, the, the worship team up here so we can come to a close? In Colossians 1.16, it says this, for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether through thr um, thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. God created you for purpose. God created you with him and he wants to use you in a way that his light can shine through you, amen? There are people that he is thinking about uh, for you. He didn't save you just for you, but there are people that you can touch. There are people that you can reach. And I, I wanna end it with this. So there was a demand on Peter's life. He had to position himself for Jesus to get on the boat. And he had to learn how to let go of what was holding him back. Let go of the things of the world. Let go of, of certain relationships. Let go of certain friends. I had to let go of certain friends uh, to, to get better. 
I had to change faces and places because I knew some people, they thought they were okay in their sickness and their disease and their, and their, and, 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 and their alcohol. They thought they were okay. Like, no, nah, Peter, you need church, but I'm good. You know, I had friends like that. So I had to cut people out of my life to follow Jesus so I can get better. And, and because of me cutting things away, God started using me more. But there's one thing that Jesus says at the very end. He says, follow me and be a fisher of men. I want you to know every single one of you have potential. Every single one of you have a calling. God has value in your life. He sees value in every single one of you. He wants you to grow and he wants you to trust in him. He wants to move in your life. He wants to strengthen you when you're weak. He wants to give you happiness. He wants to, he wants to, he wants to give you strength. He wants to give you a new character. He wants to bless you like never before. But there's one thing that he demands from you. That's, that's to be fruitful. He wants to see fruit in your life. Now the Bible says we'll, we'll have all, you can tell people by their fruits. We can have good fruits, we can have bad fruits. God wants to see your fruit and he wants to see the fruit good. And the best way to do that is position yourself. So how do you position yourself? You show up to prayer on Saturdays, amen? How do you position yourself? You're available whenever there's service. We have two services on, on Sunday, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Showing up is, 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 is half the battle, amen? Just, just showing up is, is 50% of the battle, amen? That's it, you just gotta show up. Just show up and you'll see God move in your life. If you don't know what's going on, God will break down walls and break down barriers. God will move like, like, like you just can't even believe. And I wanna encourage you guys to get the inspiration to understand that the best place to meet Jesus is right here at the altar. Right here at the altar, the hem of his garment. This represents the hem of his garment. If you have an attitude, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. Say, I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know if it's a disease or sickness. I don't know if you need a job. I don't know what it is. But if you come openly and you tell God, God, I can't do this on my own. Just like he showed up where Peter was at his weakest, he jumped on the boat. He came in when Peter was already tired and burnt out. And he says, now I want you to go out again. When you're at your lowest point, that's when God can move because you're not gonna get all the glory. You're not gonna say that it was something I did, but you're gonna know that God was the one that moved in your life. You're gonna know that it was God that moved in your marriage. You're gonna know that it was Jesus that was with you every step of the way. So I just wanna encourage you, have that passion for Jesus. Have that passion to serve God. Have that passion for righteousness. Yeah, we'll make mistakes and yeah, we'll fall short, but we gotta get back up again. Just like my wife, when she turned me down, I got back up again, amen? I got back up again and she's seen something different in me. She's seen that I no longer had distractions in my life. She's seen I had a true heart after God. She's seen that I had a passion for God. And that's what, that's what the, the opposite sex wants, especially in the kingdom. You know, they, they don't want little boys anymore. You know, the, the girls here anyways, right? You know, they, they've been, they've been they, they went through it out in the world. They don't want it in the church. They're looking for real men. Real men to stand up for righteousness. Real men that'll be holy. Real men that have integrity. Like Jason says, I'm a man of integrity, right? That's all I have is my integrity, amen? That's, that's what God wants to do in your life and he wants to build you guys up. And I guarantee you, when you stop focusing on that and start focusing on Jesus, your partner's gonna be right next to you, doing ministry with you, going outreaching with you, building people up, having connect group. Man, God is good. God is good, amen. Let us bow our heads right now. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this place. 
We thank you, Lord, for the people that are here that are excited for you, God. I pray, God, that they remove every wall, every barrier, everything that is separating them from fully receiving who you are, God. I pray, Jesus, they remove their ego, Lord God. I pray, Jesus, they remove pride, Lord. I pray they, they fully position themselves where you, Lord Jesus, can touch them, Lord God, and inspire them and move in their lives. I pray, God, that you just remove every distraction, Lord. And I pray, Jesus, that you touch them, Lord, and teach them the meaning of discipleship. Teach them to let go and follow you. Teach them to be fruitful and outreach, Lord God. Teach them to trust in you and, and have faith, Lord God. I pray, God, that there will be people excited and on fire for you and that it be contagious, Lord, and that there'll be more people excited coming in here, worshiping and praising you. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this house. You know, I just wanna let you know, when I first walked into Praise Chapel, God spoke to my life where I was just in tears. There was a, a, an encounter that he had with me and I thought I could never be used. And this day, I will be 11 years sober. Be married with three kids. Happily married, amen. On fire for Jesus. And I believe that there are people in here maybe coming for the first time or struggling with fully accepting Jesus. I want you to know, brother and sister, that God wants to love you. He wants to bless you. And he, he wants you to have salvation, amen. He wants you to have freedom, liberty. So with every eye, eye closed and head bowed, I wanna take an opportunity. If you never received Jesus, I want this to be the opportunity for you. Nobody's looking, nobody's trying to find out who's gonna raise their hand, but I believe God is speaking to some of you right now. And if he did speak to you and you wanna receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just go ahead and raise your hand. See that hand in the back, amen. I see this hand up here, praise God. See a few more hands up there. God is moving, amen. God is so good. The best decision I ever made was fully surrendering and allowing God to come into my life and, and not worrying about what was gonna happen tomorrow, but fully just trusting him on him, just, just taking full control. And that's the best decision I ever made. And I know there's value in you, even when you don't see it. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.